Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 766. Never give up, never surrender. And that was another thing that really constantly I had to tell myself because, you know, it was extremely challenging making the film. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Faith Granger. Hey, Faith, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm literally buckled up as I'm sitting here in my vehicle uh, parked on the side of the road to get a good signal so I can talk to you today. All right, good. We're ready to go. Faith Granger is a filmmaker and the creative force behind the award-winning film A Deuce of Spades. It's a film she wrote, produced, and directed. Originally from Nice, France, Faith was raised in Beirut, where she survived a civil war became an award-winning songwriter, and launched an FM radio station that became the number one station in Lebanon. In addition to her talents as a writer, musician, and performer, Faith is a skilled mechanic and self-taught cinematographer. Deuce of Spades received numerous awards, including Best Feature Film, Best Cinematography, Best Screenplay, and Best Editing. Faith is indeed a move-mountain, do-it-yourself renaissance woman who believes that anything is possible. So, Faith, I've told our listeners just a little, little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about yourself, your career, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, I think you've already covered my past. I arrived in the United States in the mid-'80s. It's a country I've always been fascinated with, always dreamt of living here. And so I, I came here, and I have not left since. You guys are stuck with me, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, we're, we're very lucky for that, so thank you for coming. <laughs> I, I love this country. I, I consider it my home. And um, it was uh, here that I discovered hot rods and saw my first uh, hot rods with my own two eyes. And I fell in love with these wonderful cars. And uh, when I purchased my first uh, hot rods about 10 years ago, a beautiful 1932 Ford Roadster, it inspired me to bring back the beautiful 50s hot rod era, especially uh, the era that was in Southern California, the cradle of hot rodding at the time. Um, I wanted to bring it back to life and uh, immortalize the old timers that had shared with me so many wonderful stories. So I decided to, on a fluke really, really, to make a, a hot rod film. And I had never done anything like that before. My background was in music and not in cinematography. So, um, I just kind of decided to dive in at the deep end of the pool and see how fast I could think. And that's what happened. The car inspired me to make Deuce of Spades. And uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. Well, you are such an amazing person, Faith. And I'm so happy to have you here because you're the epitome of what Cars Yeah is all about. That's finding a way to wrap your passion into what you do. And the fact that you jumped into cinematography and just took this on and created such a beautiful film, spectacular film, is really, really stunning. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we move through your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah, since we're talking to Hot Rods. So Faith, take the wheel. I'm going to cheat a little bit and share two, actually. Oh, um, good. The first one, um, the first one was, uh, actually, you can see it at the end of my credit roll at the end of the film. And uh, it's, uh, it says, uh, little faith plus big God equals 
great results. Mm. And this mantra really kept me going through four years of hell, trying to pull off this coup de force making this film uh, with zero experience, no money, no crew, um, and having never been to film school or never even been on a movie set for that matter. So pulling a two-hour period film wow. uh, of epic proportion with nothing that you need to succeed took a lot of faith. And since also, you know, my PTA, professionally known as a uh, name, my chosen name is Faith. It just seemed like it was a good sort of pun intended. Yes. <laughs> Play on words that little Faith, me, you know, my, I was just like a little ant moving a mountain. <laughs> and um, it took faith to, yeah. to get through it and faith in um, what I was doing, my passion, but also faith in a higher power that I really felt was uh, helping me throughout this process. Yeah. I share a lot of very cool unusual stories. We call them the miracles of this space. Mm -hmm. And I share them in my uh, documentary Against All Odds, The Making of This Space, which I released about a year ago. So the second mantra, uh, very quickly, I kind of uh, took from a funny comedy uh, film that I like, uh, is uh, never give up, never surrender. And that was another thing that really constantly I had to tell myself because, you know, it was extremely challenging making the film. Yeah. You can't even imagine how challenging it was. And anybody else, I think, would have long given up. And I was just like a bulldog I bit. I never let go. <laughs> and when it got rough, I said, you know, never give up, never surrender. You're going to get through this. And by God, I did. Well, have faith, never give up, never surrender. Those are some awesome mantras and, and definitely needed when we take on incredibly new challenges in our lives, things we've never done before. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think about this for you to do what you did, the way that you did it, the way you took it on and the way you persevered is, is really a testament, of course, to your faith and your perseverance and, and that mantra. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely spectacular. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car gal? I think that I've always been a bit of a tomboy. And growing up, my dad used to tinker on his car. And I always followed my dad whenever he tinkered on anything. So he was building anything like a, a shelf you know, for the house or whatever. And of course, when he tinkered on his car. So I think I've always been very connected with the whole mechanical aspect of uh, cars and motorcycles as well. I had my first motorcycle when I was 14. But I think that where I really, really fell in love was the first time I saw a hot rod. Um, it was in Tolduca Lake. I was passing by Bob's Big Boy. And at the time, I had no idea that Bob's Big Boy has this big, you know, cruise night, the biggest one in, in California. In fact, it's been going on since the 50s, every Friday. You know, hundreds of cars converged to Bob's Big Boy. And that day was a Friday, and uh, behind us was a Merc. Mm. Beautiful car. And I heard the engine, and I turned around and saw this car, you know, was lowered with a big real flame, the whole nine yard. And my jaw dropped, and I just thought to myself, oh, my God, i just seen the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I knew right there and then that what day I would have a hot rod. <laughs> well, that's a good place to start. Man, that must have blown you away. When you pulled in, you must have just gone, what happened? Where did all these cars come from? Because uh, Southern California, the hot rod culture, of course, where it all started down there. And oh, man, what a start. Fantastic. And I love the fact you had a motorcycle when you were 14. So that tells me that you enjoy anything that rolls on rubber. That's something that you have a passion for. So very nice. Here's a side note, you know, about yeah. that very quickly. And, you know, I grew up in, in Lebanon, as you know, which was a very conservative country, especially back then. I don't want to date myself. But it was a few <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. And I was the only girl who owned a motorcycle in the entire country. 
Oh, you're kidding. Uh, Holy cow. Yes. And it caused a lot of problems because the neighbors were like, they couldn't understand a girl riding on a motorcycle with a bunch of other guys riding on motorcycles. And, you know, it just caused a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of problems. A little bit of persecution because of my passion for motorcycles. You were an early disruptor. That's what you were. So uh, <laughs> Troublemaker. There goes the neighborhood. You know? Yeah, yeah. There goes that yeah. faith again. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> Troublemaker. Another great story. Very good. Good for you. Well, Faith, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've dri- driven down. You've met up with some huge challenges. I mean, we talk about living in a country where there's a civil war. I can't even begin to imagine. But then you talk about all these career paths you chose, very entrepreneurial, very hands-on, and then tackling this film. So share with us one of those huge challenges or even a big failure that you face. Walk us through that. But more importantly, what did it teach you so you can move forward? I have been blessed in the sense that although I have uh, tackled many uh, fairly large endeavors and quite challenging, but I've never actually really experienced failure per se, at least not due to my own doing. So I've been fortunate. But as far as the biggest challenge I've ever tackled by far, making my motion picture, it was extremely difficult. It was four years um, of, of struggle, sleep deprivation sacrifice, doing nothing but going to my day job and then working on the film every night after work and every Saturday, Sunday. Mm. So that was an extremely big challenge. It seemed at times that I was never going to be able to do it, to finish it. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it, as I said, it, it did take a, a lot of faith. What my determination was essential to the completion of the project. And what that has taught me is that we cannot expect for things to be handed to us. You know, if you really want something, you have to go for it. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to, you know, shed some blood and some tears probably. Yes. And that it is only, uh, you know, those who are determined to see something through to the end that can actually succeed. And I think it's a very important in this society today where everything comes fast, everything's supposed to come easy. People tend to give up very quickly. Yes. Um, or they don't even tackle things because they're afraid. Um, and you should, you know, you should believe in yourself and uh, don't be afraid. Yes, you're an incredible inspiration because think about this for a moment, listeners. Think about having a full-time day job and then deciding to create a major motion picture. This is a this is just a, little, a YouTube video vlog. This is a movie. And think about being so dedicated that every night instead of watching TV or going out with your friends or every weekend instead of going to the beach or doing something what you would call fun or relaxing, you you go to work on your project for four years. Think about that. And the reality is you can do it if you really want to do it. And I really appreciate you saying what you're saying, Faith, because you're right. This day and age, people are so used to things coming easy, fast, and when they look at other people who are successful and they think, oh, that must have just been easy and fast for them, they have no idea. <laughs> the the so-called overnight success does not exist. It just takes a lot of hard work. So I appreciate you sharing that. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call an aha moment in your career. And I think you've had a few of those because you've kind of moved around in, in different parts of your career. I mean, starting a radio station and it becoming number one in Lebanon. Oh, my goodness. So tell us about your career aha moment. 
Well, if I had to pick one aha moment, um, I think I would go back to 2006 Grand National Roadster Show. Um, I had just purchased my hot rod, my deuce, and uh, I was uh, invited to be in the uh, Suede Palace for the 75th anniversary of the deuce. And um, while I was at the show, I had uh, filmed, uh, you know, basically shot from the hip a little bit of my uh, experience being a woman driving a 32 uh, in modern day Los Angeles. And um, I put it together. It was very, very, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not sure work, but it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people gathered around my car and they were watching this uh, short 30-minute uh, documentary that I had shot and uh, displayed next to my car on a little TV set. When I was watching those people who loved cars, just like I do, and they were just, uh, they looked so happy, their eyes, you know, the smile on their faces. It just suddenly I had this light bulb went on and I was like, you know, we need to see more of this. And there is no film out there. Since the 50s, nothing has been produced about the 50s hot rod era mm-hmm. of quality. There's a big void. And why? Why isn't Hollywood making a film about that era? And that's where the aha moment came. Like, you know, somebody needs to step up to the plate. I should make a hot rod movie. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just a weird thought. I don't know where it came from. And the first thing that I thought, of course, was like, uh, no, I mean, make a film like I, I wouldn't know where to start it. it's you know I have never made a film before there's no way I could pull it off you know yeah. so immediately I, I, yeah, I tried to convince myself that I couldn't do it but it stuck and that inception moment that little seed that was planted in my mind by whomever you know out there <laughs> yes germinated very quickly and basically three weeks later I found myself diving into the writing of the script and that was it I was committed to the project but you know it's interesting how things happen Yes, well, very cool that that little seed four years later became a big giant tree. So that's a very, very cool story. I think a lot of times... I talk about this. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I just wanted to mention I cover the whole story, including the inception and the purchase of the roadster as well, all of the stages of and the struggles of making the film. This is based um, in my documentary, as I mentioned, uh, titled Against the Lost, the... Uh, the Making of Deuce Spade, it's a six-episode mini-series that I think would inspire many people to pursue their dreams. Oh, very cool. And let our listeners know, how could they get their hands on that so they can watch that? You can purchase any of my creations. May it be my film or the soundtrack for the film or the documentary about the making, as well as everything else, such as my pinstriping creations and stuff, because I do pinstripe as well, on my online store. Um, And it's very easy with today's technology. Just uh, all you need is a computer and uh, you go to deucespades.com or deucespadesmovie.com and that will take you to my website and I have a nice uh, online store there where they can buy anything that they need. I ship worldwide and um, I've uh, basically dispatched uh, my stuff all over the world, actually. (laughs) Yes. Well, you're always traveling too, but you're a pinstriper too? It's something that I've recently picked up. I picked up a brush just for fun and I got hooked. You know, it's very addictive. And so I've uh, perfected um, something a bit unusual like pinstripe glassware, which is rare because it's extremely difficult to do uh, due to the shape uh, and the size of what you're pinstriping. So it takes a lot of time to pinstripe, but I do a whole collection of any kind of glassware that you can think of. And um, I also take uh, custom orders. So if somebody wants something specific, I have it. I think it's for them. Um, And I do, of course, the purses for my fans, all of the ladies who love the film, like to carry my juices, babe. 
purses. You know, they sport my nice uh, Dishes Bates logo, which is a fairly striking looking. Wow. You are a Renaissance woman. Holy cow. That is just fantastic. Do anything, can do anything, can move mountains. I love that. Very, very nice. I'll make sure that I post a link to your website on your show notes page here at the Cars Yeah website for our listeners to find. Check it out. It's a very, very cool website. And of course, the films, you've got to get your hands on those. Now, how about a Prada's career moment, Faith? Is there one that really stands out for you? I think two. Um, the first one would be the premiere of my film. You can imagine after four years of, you know, struggle to make a film. And then you get to that point where you're going to show it to people for the first time. Mm. <laughs> and you really never know. I mean, you hope and you think that you have a film that's good, but you're so close to it, it's hard to tell. Right. So there's always this like, hmm, I wonder what people are going to think of my film. And uh, so the premiere to place in Fillmore was a huge thing-being event. Um, everything that you can think, 50s was there. And uh, the movie uh, took place, or the showing of the film took place in a very old theater in Fillmore. And it's the oldest running, continuously running theater in the country. Wow. And so that's why I picked to show my film there. And the pivotal moment for me, you know, where I really just, it was the most amazing moment of my life was showing my film, the premiere where at the end of the film, during the credit roll, which is approximately six minutes long, the entire audience and clapped. Oh my gosh. And even talking about, I promise you right now, Mark, if you could see me, yes. I have goosebumps. But the hair I'm standing on my arms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That must have been absolutely wonderful to have it received like that. I wish I could have been there. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. I think I know how you might answer this question, but we'll see. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory about that vehicle. Uh, you know, I didn't have a car until I was older, and I don't think that that car was that special. Maybe my first vehicle was actually a, a motorcycle. It was a Honda XL, mm-hmm. a small size, you know. And uh, when I was 14, actually, yeah, I might have been 12, I think, when I first got that oh first motorcycle. <laughs> wow. And uh, it took a little bit of convincing my dad to, to allow me to get the motorcycle because he himself had a pretty severe motorcycle accident when he was in his early 20s and he spent five years in the hospital and was handicapped for the rest of his life because of that accident. Oh my gosh. Um, So, you know, at first he was like, no, 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 no motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, I understand being a parent. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I'm very stubborn, so I kept asking and I never gave up and eventually (laughs) I got my new motorcycle. So uh, that was a cute bike. Uh, For me, of course, the, the special vehicle is my 32 Roadster. I'm in love with this car. This car is basically, you know, a part of me. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I just uh, can't imagine really my life without it. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the car. Uh, When you got it, maybe what kind of uh, power plant it has in it, color, things like that. I had a long list of, you know, uh, prerequisites when I was shopping. It took a long time to locate this hot rod. It originated from Minnesota. It was a 70s project and uh, took a long time to complete. About nine owners prior to me, each one working a little bit on the car and letting it sit. And uh, it was the 10th owner. Uh, it, the car somehow made its way to California. And I bought it from the ninth owner who lived in Long Beach. So that was local to me. I could go down and see the car, immediately fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. I had seen a lot of 32 Roadsters prior to that one, and none of them really felt right. Yeah. But as soon as I sat behind the wheel of my Roadster, 
it felt right. I, um, on my list of prerequisites, uh, I wanted to have Buick Affin drums. I wanted to have guide lights. I wanted to have a black vehicle with a red grille, with a red steel leaves. I almost, you know, I'm very picky. So this car had a check mark to almost everything. A lot of old uh, parts on it. Most of everything was original. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but a lot of things were. And it had a pretty old school feel overall. Um, under the hood was a 350 with a Pontiac 57 tri-power progressive linkage. Wow. Um, everything on it was fairly period correct except maybe for the uh, alternator, which, of course, I, I changed and I put a, a power gen and by power master. So it's, it's you know, of course, the same uh, reliable, but, uh, you know, alternator, but uh, disguised as a generator. So it looks very period correct. Wow. And uh, that's why it's very cool looking. And, and, of course, I then made sure that whatever was not quite period correct, somebody added added a little billet to it. So I removed all of that and basically brought it back to a very understated, sort of dry lake look, you know, the yeah. windshield, I took it off and uh, painted the numbers on the side of the car. And it very much looks exactly like a car you'd see on one of those old photographs of El Mirage in yeah. the early or late 40s or early 50s. Ah, spectacular. Well, obviously, listeners, this is a lady who knows what she's talking about when it comes to hot rods. Very, very nice. Well, how about Sellers Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you've let go that you wish you had back? Not really, to be honest with you. And uh, since I'm never going to be selling my uh, Roadster, I don't think I will ever have any sellers remorse. <laughs> Good for you. Hang on to that thing. Absolutely. At all costs, for sure. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I know one of the cool things you have going on is your Deuce Travel Series on YouTube. These are titled Tales from the Road. They're wonderful little short little snippets of adventures that Faith takes on. Tell us a little bit about what brought that on and some of the things you're working on right now that has you really excited and fired up. Well, in the big, big picture, of course, is the desire to make the second installment of Jesus Spade. Yeah, and my fans are, you know, impatiently waiting for this to happen. Of course, there were things that I needed to complete first, such as the documentary and uh, releasing the soundtrack so I could uh, release the box set, which I had promised to do when I first released the film. And I like to keep my promises. <laughs> so this has in, now been done. And as of last June, I finally released the box set and uh, took on the road immediately with my uh, rig. I do spend a lot of time on the road. And when I travel, I'm driving my RV and I'm towing my roadster in an enclosed uh, custom trailer. Mm-hmm. So when I arrive at any destination, my roadster is my daily driver. <laughs> and so, cool, cool. you know, when I have to go visit a place, see something cool, it's always with the roadster. And that, uh, you know, it dawned on me that, you know, this is so unique. Discovering America behind the wheel of an old jalopy. Uh, being a female, being a filmmaker, traveling alone, it's very unique. I don't think there is anyone else no, anywhere in the world. I don't think so. Has that kind of, yeah. You're one of a kind, so, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, God broke the mold after he made me yes. like, too much trouble. <laughs> too much trouble. <laughs> so, you know, it dawned on me that since uh, I'm a filmmaker, of course, and I'm pretty skilled at filming by myself, so I just bought a very easy to carry around, you know, camera. And uh, in this last tour that I did in 2016, uh, w- um, went up the West Coast, all the way up to your area, in fact, all the way up to the Canadian border. Beautiful. And uh, I decided to start filming my adventure. So I take you, the uh, audience, onto an adventure. Each episode is something different. Sometimes I cover 
automotive related topics such as a, maybe a small hot rod shop in a small town that no one's ever heard of or a cool store that sells parts that no one knows is there, etc., etc. Uh, and sometimes it's something completely different, like uh, taking my hot rod for a long drive to the rainforest. Not, of course, the Amazonian rainforest, but the one up in Washington. Yeah, yeah. The Olympic rainforest. Yeah, beautiful place. You can see that episode. That one is up on YouTube. It's free. You can watch it. If you do a search under Tales from the Road, um, you'll see that episode uh, as well as two more. But I shot probably about 20 to 30 episodes, which I have yet to edit, but I'm going to get started on that. I promise pretty soon. Okay. Really fun. Yeah, yeah. Really, really fun to watch. Absolutely. Well, I'll encourage our listeners to check these out because they are really fun. They're short, quick little snippets of her adventures you know again just a testament to who you are and the fact that you've just embraced life and said i'm going to go out and do this stuff and have fun and now that technology allows us to share these adventures so quickly with other people we really appreciate you sharing your tales from the road very nice juice travel series okay here's a very introspective question for you faith if you were a car what kind of car would faith be and why Oh, come on, Mark. You already know the answer to that I, one. Well, you know, some people have surprised me, but I kind of get a sense of how you're going to answer this. But go ahead. Go for it. I'd be black with a red grill with <laughs> yeah. your guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a 32 roadster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, of course you would be. Yeah, that, that makes sense. A woman who's on the fringe, does things her own way, custom, unique, different, always fast, always having fun. Definitely faith is a deuce roadster very nice very nice well faith up next is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors do you know the best way to protect your vehicle both the exterior and the interior is with a car cover i've been using covercraft car covers since 1975 that's right 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Faith, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that deuce throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? 
Um, hey, Faye, so don't you think you should put some gas? <laughs> <laughs> don't run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you, you laugh, but it's so very easy to do when you have a 10-gallon tank yeah. uh-huh. and a car that goes only, you know, 10 miles, if that, per gallon. Yeah, you go up to the rainforest and you may not find a gas station on the way and uh, you could be re-stranded very quickly and maybe no uh, cell reception in some of those remote areas. So you got to really keep an eye on that gas gauge. But having said that, that was kind of a joke, but very true. I think the, one of the most useful tricks I've learned, and it saved you know my fannies, in fact, when making the film, was to uh, hotwire um, something under the dash by using my jumper cables and going directly from, you know, the battery power to whatever component I wanted to route electricity to. Uh, when I first bought the Roadster, the electrical system was very, very messy and kept failing. And it did fail me uh, once and somebody showed me how to bypass it. And uh, later on, I was going to film Gene Winfield uh, at uh, El Mirage. And on my way up to the shoot, my car failed. The uh, fuel pump no longer was working because the power wasn't getting to it. So Ah. I hotwired it that way. (laughs) There you go. And it was so cool. I made it to the shoot. You could see the cable going over my hood uh, or my trunk, you know, (laughs) during the scene. So I actually added a scene in the film. Uh, showing uh, the hot rod girl uh, breaking down and actually doing all of that, which I've done in in real life, you know, to get herself back on the road. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Asking a lot of questions. Mm, Yeah. I do. I'm like a sponge. If I'm trying to learn something, I'm not afraid to ask a million. I I can actually be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I ask a million questions. But because of that, I learn everything very, very quickly. I get a very deep understanding of what I'm trying to learn because I'm not afraid to ask like a million questions. I think it's very important to do that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Ask questions. Surround yourself with great people who can answer those questions. So, so important. Now, how about resources? I know we chatted about this in the pre-show checklist we went through before we started the show. But as far as a resource out there that you really find useful, what would that be? To be honest with you, I refer back to YouTube a lot anytime I'm trying to learn something technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, here just a couple of days ago, I uh, did a shoot for a very, very, very prominent company, which I'm not at liberty to mention, but very high, high, very high scale. Mm-hmm. And um, they have cameras that had to use their own gear, and it's a camera I was not familiar with. And I basically had one day to figure it out. So I went to YouTube and Googled you know, reviews of the camera and found a tutorial. And within about an hour of watching this, when I came back to the shoot the next day, I could teach the other guys who had been working with the camera (laughs) uh, certain things that I had learned, you know, that they didn't even know, you know. So YouTube is super useful to learn software or even when you're thinking about buying something to kind of get, you know, they, they will compare, they will criticize, they will... They'll tell you, uh, you know, this is what's good about this uh, piece of gear, this is what's not good. And then you can make a purchase while being, you know, really informant and knowing what you're getting yourself into. I love YouTube. I've learned how to do so many things around the house, around cars that got me there so much faster. I'm sure they've saved me in breaking parts or messing things up or multiple trips to the repair or parts store because of watching a YouTube video. So, ah, so spectacular. Absolutely fantastic. If you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would it be? James Dean. Ah, why am I not <laughs> surprised? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I want a date with Jean Dean. <laughs> that would be fun. I'm going to tell you a little side story. It's funny, but when I was a little girl, I mean, barely 10, I saw a picture of James Dean in a magazine, and I didn't know who he was. You know, I, I had no idea. I just saw this guy, and I was like, wow, you know, I cut the little picture, and I was carrying it around in my little pocket. You know, I had like this huge crush on this uh, handsome guy, which, of course, later I discovered was James Dean. I have good taste, what can I I think you and a lot of women and young girls had the exact same crush. So, uh, yeah, take a number. <laughs> as long as you line up behind me, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, Faith gets to date with Dean first. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, a drink, drink, you know, I don't know if it's right, a drink. drink. Well, that's okay. Yeah, it'd be fun to just <laughs> sit. I can only dream, right? <laughs> Well, how about a book? I know, again, we chatted about this, and this might be a tough one because you are so busy. You literally are on the road. You're on the road right now while we're talking on the side of the road. But is there one book or maybe an author you might suggest to our listeners that you've enjoyed in the past? I must confess I don't read a lot because of lack of time. And if I do have time, I, I favor visual, you know, like a, a DVD tutorial over a book because mm-hmm. you yeah. can learn much faster when you can see. But with that said, um, I haven't read a novel in a million, zillion years. But I do want to say that uh, there's a French author that really is in great part responsible for who I am as a person today. Mm. I love this uh, this writer. His name is Gilbert Cesbron. And uh, I would assume that you would probably be able to find some of his work in English. I'm not yes. sure how well it translates, but he's a very deep a uh, very compassionate man, um, and his uh, books really influenced me when I was uh, in my early teens. Ah, very nice. Well, again, uh, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on Faith's very own Carjia show notes page. Just type in Faith Granger into the search bar, and that page will pop up, including links to this fantastic author. I'll make sure I get the right spelling so that we have links to some of the books that, that he's written and all the other great resources that Faith has shared here with you listeners on Cars. Yeah. All right. We are up to the checkered flag, Faith, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage and i'm going to remove your dues because i know you will never let that go so let's <laughs> that's not fair mark <laughs> let's just take i know but i'm going to be nice to you today so you know we're recording this on cinco de mayo so that's my across the wires uh margarita to you how about that so <laughs> we're going to take that out of the picture let's just say you can keep that and park that in the back of your garage i'm going to have you pick something different or maybe it's another deuce i don't know it's up to you but money's no object i'm going to buy you any car you want or have any car you'd like built so what would that be and why? Hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of cars that <laughs> yes. I would probably, if you twisted my arm a little bit, I would love to have. <laughs> yeah. I don't tell that to my roadster, however. No, no, no. We'll keep that between us. It's very well. might be a Merc, actually. Oh, okay. Is there a particular year that you've seen? Obviously, this is going to be a hot rod, right? Something custom, something unique? Not specifically. I mean, I, I, I have a number of Mercs in my film, and I think uh, even though... They were a little bit different. They were all very beautiful. Something about the Merc, is the, just like the 32 Ford, you know, it's, it's sort of an iconic hot rod. And-, and there's been so many incredible Mercs built over the years by so many uh, iconic builders and uh, customizers and so forth. So there's so many ways we could go there. But I think that'd make a nice companion for your Roadster sitting there in the garage. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Would it have a top on it or would it be a convertible? Uh, no, top. Top. Okay. Well, that way, when you do drive it up here in the rainforest, you won't get as wet as you do in your roadster. So, uh. (laughs) well, Faith, you have taken us on an awesome trip, awesome journey today. I knew you would. 
I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about you, learning more about the woman behind this fantastic film. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset and that custom merc? I think for me, what's essential is love. And I know it's maybe not an automotive <laughs> topic, but it's, uh, it encompasses everything. And I hope that when you watch my motion picture, you will feel that, that there is a lot of selfless love that, that shines through as well as love, love. You know, uh, one of the motto of the film is true love never dies. Mm-hmm. So I believe that true love is immortal. And um, with that love, we are, we are and have nothing. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to get their hands on your film, to get your hands on all the spectacular merchandise that you produce and offer? Where can they go to learn more about you and your company? I think the central focal point would be my website, uh, com. And if you feel lazy, you can just type com, and I'll take you there too. A word of warning, however, don't misspell deuce because a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they, they put the U before the E, but no, it's E first and then U, C-E. So that will take you to my website. From there um, on the site uh, navigation bar, so on the right-hand side is all of the social media. So I'm very prominent on Facebook. I post on my Facebook fan page uh, all of my travels almost every day. So you can really keep a finger on the pulse of the film and my adventure right on my Facebook page, which you can, as I say, access from my website. And then, of course, on the navigation bar to the left, you have all kinds of great links. You can see the trailer, you can read the bio. But most importantly, the first link is, of course, to the online store where you can buy the film, the soundtrack, the documentary, the box set, T-shirts, beanies, uh, handbags, um, glassware, as I said, all my pinstriping work. Prints. I mean, I have tons of very, very cool merchandising, and I do ship worldwide. Um, and I have shipped at least twenty thousand orders since opening my online store. So oh my gosh! It's a credit card. It's very easy, you know. Yeah. And uh, the, the the really cool thing is because I'm a fiercely independent filmmaker, self financed, but also self distributed. Kept control over my art. Kept control over my film. But you know, when you purchase a DVD from my online store, that the funds all go to the filmmaker. It doesn't go to some big corporation. And it comes to me and it helps me keep going forward and also hopefully raise money to be able to get started on my sequel. So that's the goal. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, you can find links to all these things that Faith has shared on her show notes page at carsyad.com. I would encourage you to check out her website. It's a really fun place to go. Get your hands on the film. Cool merchandise. If you've got friends that are hot rodders, great gift ideas for your automotive enthusiast friends around the world. Faith, thank you again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your amazing life experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, it was a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? to design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, 
you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!